Hello, everyone. Welcome to Therapy Secrets. I'm your host, Jason Conover. Today, I wanted to talk about forgiveness. This is a topic that has not been always in the realm of psychology, but is very much so now with positive psychology and uh, the discoveries we've been making. So a lot of times um, this is discussed in different ways and in um, spiritual arenas. Um, and I hope we can talk about it in a way that will be helpful across the, the whole board here tonight. So clearly um, people know about this idea of forgiveness and how helpful and healthy it can be, but there can be several obstacles and challenges that we can run into. Um, the first uh, that people discover, and I was, I was just talking about this uh, with, with my class, is that people often are very hard on themselves for the sake of discipline. They feel like they need to be hard um, on themselves so they don't become weak and, and uh, wimpy. I think that there's a transfer that we feel like we can't forgive people or we'll be a doormat. Um, we can't forgive people because that might or would suggest that um, whatever the person did is okay. Or in other words, forgiveness would be condoning. Although those are myths, there isn't anything further from the truth. Um, if something wasn't a problem or something wasn't hurtful, there would be no need for, for forgiveness at all. So for forgiveness is only for situations where there was a, a challenge. And so... And it's actually a great benefit to the person that is forgiving. Um, sometimes the other person may not even know that that happened. But I also really believe and, and know that it is one of the greatest gifts we can give to other people. We may say, oh, I don't want to give anything to that person. Um, I'm, I'm so angry. I'm, I'm hurt forever. I'll never be able to forgive them. This is a really, um, a very trapping, very damning kind of place to get to. And it's understandable. Uh, a lot of things can be just completely um, off the rails in terms of um, injustice, abuse, uh, different problems like that. And so a person may easily say, I have no desire, no need to ever forgive this person. But ponder it for a minute. How often, in that case, does that situation come up? How often do I carry that ball and chain with me? How often does it taint and and create uh, um, changes, uh, taints my perspective of the world and, and other relationships going forward? This is actually the way to make that injury or hurt or, or trespass be ongoing, to be kept alive forever, um, and even can be passed on intergenerationally, which is a real tragedy because then we have kids growing up and bearing the burden of that prejudice without even uh, being the originator of it or without even being hurt um, by someone. But inviting all of that challenge and potential problem that can go along with it uh, Fred Luskin out of Stanford heads up the Institute on Forgiveness there and speaks about forgiveness, I think, in a really fresh and positive way. He's done a lot of research on it, and he's found that the essence of um, what 
what creates the need for forgiveness is that we get a no. And as human beings, we really can struggle with this. I don't think that has to be the case, but I think it is often the case that we are bending our will against reality or our, our will against other people's will. And that we want what we want and we don't like to get a no. It's painful. It actually creates a, uh, a challenge. Again, I, I don't think this has to be that way. I think there's people that probably uh, have moved from this, but they're very rare. Uh, so we get a no and that's that's challenge. And this is his kind of universal definition of a situation that um, we can apply forgiveness to. So we get a no. Uh, it's not what we wanted. Um, it might be someone hitting us on the road. We got a no. It's not what we wanted. We wanted to get to work. We wanted a new job. We wanted a raise. We got no. We wanted a, a spouse that um, acted a certain way or didn't do certain things. Uh, we got a no. We wanted a child that was respectful and held up the family name. We got a no. And um, a lot of times we can see that these are actually things that are challenging our identity, our sense of uh, what's right, justice, values, um, and many times our, our, um, the way we, we carry ourselves or want to be seen um, by others in, in the world. And so that sets us up for a lot more challenges and um, as we can see others as people, it can help us along this way a lot. And um, we'll talk about that. So uh, Dr. Leskin talks about that we want to acknowledge. So first recognize that we did get a note to actually be able to see this for, for, that, uh, for what it is. And then after we grieve the no, so we can accept that we got a no and then feel the feelings that go along with it um, to whatever degree that that may be. And uh, we don't need to judge that, but it may also be dependent on how attached I am to whatever the, the thing was that I was hoping for or how much I put uh, my own self into getting that, uh, getting that yes. But after I grieve it, he says, then what's hap what happens is that we, we analyze the, the, uh, the choice of the other person um, based on a free will. So we essentially use free will as the method for saying, uh, like, you, shouldn't, you should not have ever done that, or that was wrong, I can't believe you did that. Um, drivers are idiots, I can't believe you cut me off. And what, what we're doing there is we're actually using free will and, and judging that um, in, in their, the negative use, as we see it, of, of free will. And so what he says is that if we're going to use free will, then we need to um, recognize all of the good that people do because of free will also. So if we're going to use that measuring stick and we're going to say, hey, you did this and you did this, um, then we need to also recognize all the good and the wonderful that people are doing and have done because of free will also. And as we practice this, the essence of forgiveness is living 
without prejudice. It's living each moment as I would like to say, really honoring the humanity of others and myself simultaneously that I can see the good in others. And it doesn't mean I'm blind to the fact that people can make poor choices. People can hurt other people. I'm driving is such an interesting example. I find it fascinating that we can, with such good success, drive in free space. I mean, it's cool that there's uh, dotted lines and stoplights and, and rules that, that help it work well. And it's also amazing how people generally honor those. Like 90 plus percent of the time, people stop at red lights, go at green lights, and stay generally in their lane. Now, when we get to work, though, do we usually talk about how amazing everyone was doing at staying in their lane? Do we come and say, you wouldn't believe it. People were so disciplined on the road today. They were just driving um, really, really well. It almost seems like socially or culturally that that is not what we talk about or focus on. But if we really think about it, if we start noticing everyone on the road that's driving good, that's that's driving well, and, and it's doing this amazing thing, just keeping their car in, in the proper lane or, and navigating it safely, which is the mass majority of the time with complete independence, agency. People are independently driving their vehicle, and it's it's awesome. There isn't like you know, tracks that hold the car a certain way. Um, and it's just a, a beautiful uh, thing. And so observing and and, read, and counting all of the good that people are doing, uh, Dr. Leskin, uh, Fred Leskin says that our minds will explode, which I think is just such a beautiful thing if we can start noticing all the good. And that can be all the good with one person, that can be good, all the good with all the people in the world. And even though there are people making choices that are very hurtful with their free will, we simultaneously can choose. And that's what he says is the essential choice for happiness. Choosing to focus on all the good that people are doing because of their free will versus spending our time and energy and focus on all the things that people are not doing good. So I, the more I can be wowed by people, it's amazing that they're willing to stay with me. It's amazing that they're willing to um, give me a second chance. It's amazing that they're willing to forgive me. It's amazing that they still um, give me a hug, that they're still willing to be in my life. The more we can be wowed by people driving well on the road and... Um, people making good choices, people helping others, the more I can watch that and observe it, the greater the formula for happiness, according to, to Dr. Luskin. And one of the greatest things um, I've found also is that we really are people and people do things, make mistakes. But I really liked my favorite um, anger management technique and i'll refer to it actually as anger transformation because it's much more than just trying to manage that uh, the emotion 
or the behavior. And that is to just stop and ask myself, I wonder if I've ever done anything, anything like what that person has done or is doing. And what I find is a magic vault opens. I don't see it before. But when I ask, every time, pretty much, I can think of a situation from the recent past. Often it's five minutes ago in driving examples where I may have done something very similar to or exactly the same as what I am um, now shaking a finger at or holding up this, uh, this rule of justice and focusing on the free will that was used in a negative way and judging that. So, and when I can do that, when I can look at my, room, my child's room and see that it's messy and I can stop and think, hold on a second, how is my room? Now, sometimes my room's clean because my uh, you know, amazing companion often is very helpful and very clean. So I can't really even take a lot of credit for that. But let's say that my room was really clean and um, I'm like, okay, yep, there it is. Well, that's good. That is moral authority. I can actually then say, hey, you know, please clean your room. But all I have to do is usually just go one step uh, to the left or the right. For example, how's the garage? I rarely ever have to go more than one step and I can see very, very quickly um, that there is something very similar that I need to work on or can work on to what I'm um, demanding of, of another person. So those are uh, principles of forgiveness. The more we can see other people as people with uh, compassion and equanimity and ability to understand that they have free will and the more we can see the good that they are doing with that free will, the greater our happiness and peace. And as we live forward without dragging the chains of our stories of victimhood and blame and judgment, the more we can experience life with joy and bring that joy and peace to others and begin to spread that 